back favorite trio is back in the booth for another round of basketball talk welcome to another episode of the court cast you can tell it's me the voice of reason voice of truth speak the truth only the truth and nothing but the truth thank you for listening to another episode of the court cast um alongside me today is the squad thank you for coming back to the show the black sea bailers himself um thank you <laughs> a lot of people rode with your voice of treason name and I, I just like to say i'm not happy about that like i just i demand an apology and i deserve what well, <laughs> well here's the thing i didn't want to i didn't want to hurt you i didn't want to cut you off in your soliloquy as you started the show but um you are the voice of reason thank you well, let's go. <laughs> and then looking all promo ready welcome back to the show Shannon Sharp Reloaded, T Shiesty. Thank you for coming back. <laughs> what are you doing, bro? <laughs> um, well, guys, I don't know about you guys, but basketball just keeps getting better every single week. And everybody was looking forward to March 10th for one particular reason. And that being the reu- the Ben Simmons Philadelphia 76ers reunite and meet each other on basketball court and the game didn't go according to plan for philly ended up losing by 30 so i want to know what what are your thoughts on the game i'll start with Tosin because i know he's been wanting to go out for a while um i just want to say totally totally um stephen a smith totally shannon sharp that said philly won that trade including the voice of treason um I, w- I want you guys to understand. Like, I'm a Brooklyn fan, so um, ain't no James damn Harden Brooklyn was- fan, bro. Stop. By proxy, I'm a Brooklyn fan. Um, James Harden was on my team for for a year and a half now, or or basically a year, something like that. Sees my team sometimes, bro. And um, <laughs> I'm sure if you guys have been listening to the pod for like a while now. You've been hearing me consistently be frustrated at James Harden, even though he was on my team. And Philly fans are starting to see that. Um, James Harden is, he plays lazy. He he gives up mentally on the court when things are not going his way. You you saw you saw the foul baiting, like when he wasn't making his shots, he started to go to the hoop, like complaining to the refs. Kyrie, I respect Kyrie from jump off. That guy was like, yo. I'm right here. Go at me. You know, Kyrie has seen him in practice. He, was, he already knows this guy's moves. He knows that he's washed. You know the rumors. He, he said he was washed. Bro, oh. bro, bro, stop, stop. You're not about to get sacked. Like, ball sack sports, all they do is lie. <laughs> I, I, I know that, but the way Kyrie went at this guy, Kyrie had no fear in his, in his eyes. Like, I mean, yeah, Kyrie, like, Kyrie was in this guy's face the entire time and didn't say a word. He did not say a word. Kyrie was just taking everything. This guy driving in, he was stripping him. Like, Kyrie played the best defense I've seen in a long time. Since 2016 and, finals. Yeah, and Kyrie was, like, first half, the guy couldn't miss. He couldn't miss his... These guys didn't even play the fourth quarter. And mm-hmm. they didn't need KD to, to, to draw 50 points. They didn't need Kyrie to draw 50 points. And they, they destroyed that team. 
Um, I'm not going to be overexcited on one game. I'm not going to blow it out of proportion. Um, it could have been a bad game for Philly. We're not going to have um, like a 16, like 16 steals, 17 blocks in a game. We're not going to have those type of things anymore. Um, every game. Um, Hold on, so did you say 17 blocks? We had like 17 blocks, 16 steals in that game. <laughs> what on God's green earth? So it, it was a defensive masterclass that obviously we can't replicate because we're not our identity is not defense. But the um, thing people have overlooked in that trade was the um, Andrew Drummond, Seth Curry. I Seth know people Curry have their questions about um, Ben Seth Simmons. Curry is the one for me. Yeah, people have their questions about Ben Simmons, but those two alone, they're starters on our team. Imagine we've got two new starters on our team. So we, we're no longer relying on a Kessler, Edward. We're no longer relying on those guys that we struggled with in, in the season. We have two legit starters um shout out seth he dropped 24 points very efficient he was showing off in in um to the feeling bed for a second seth curry forgot that doc rivers is his is his father-in-law he Bro, was show- oh. i'm telling you when he made that shot it was like and your daughter making lasagna tonight oh. and you know you buy it <laughs> <laughs> Bro, i loved that game and um I, I really like the fact that they didn't shake each other after the game. I like we that's, we that's one thing I loved about the game. Like the intensity from start to finish. You can tell these are two teams that really don't like each other. And yeah, the last yeah. time we saw something like that in the NBA was probably uh the Knicks and the Heat, uh Pat Riley's Knicks and the Miami Heat. That was the last mm-hmm. time we probably saw a rivalry like that in the NBA. But you can tell after the game, you hear KD and Kyrie saying, "Oh, you come for Ben, you come for us." KD's post game interview, he's like, yeah. "Oh, you can't, you can't, you can't chant about Ben Simmons when you're down 30. They don't like mm-hmm. each other." Yeah. I I need seven games of this in the playoffs. Now, obviously, I would want James Harden and Joel Embiid to step up in those games because, like I said, Femi gave him the name Step Back Papi because rather than step up, he steps back every time his team needs him the most. And Joel and B shots weren't just falling from me. I feel like that was an aberration. Going 9-4, 5-4-17 was an aberration yeah. for Joel. I, I mean, every single superstar shot 17 times. Kyrie, KD, Embiid, Harden. The difference is some people made their shots. Yeah, but, um, yeah the shots weren't just falling for Philly. They couldn't make, they couldn't buy a basket. They couldn't make Well, I, I also want to point out um, Matisse Thibault. I I'm starting to think... The trade value they, they they put on Matisse is probably if they are not going to develop him to like a Kawhi level, then they probably lost that trade. No, not Kawhi. Matisse Tybo can never have the offensive game Kawhi on Yes, yeah. because um half court offense he's a complete liability. Like he's like the a thing is he just he just needs to make those open shots. That's all because he has all the time in this world. Like he can catch his breath load up his knees, get rhythm, and shoot. Like, that's how much time he has. Well, he just has yeah. to knock down those open threes. Yeah. And and they have a lot of slow defenders from Korkmaz to Niang. So, defense is my issue. Especially on the perimeter, they have a lot of slow guys. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. So, what are your thoughts about the game? Um, It was... uh, So, for me, it was an absolute masterclass from Kevin. And Kyrie, because like it was just the intensity was just amazing, right? For example, the last time they played, uh, b- before the game ended, and Bead and KD were talking. Yeah, you the first game, like, KD was talking. Yeah. So the second yeah. bait and um, second game, and Bead reacted. 
And then KD yeah. is back again at it in this game as well. You know what I'm saying? And and they, they're waving each other by and all that stuff. So it was like, and to see what just it was just on a free throw where like Embiid like tried to yeah. back down and then Kevin was not having it. So like it was just fun to watch. And then to see where to end the first quarter, I retake the last shot and just hold the pose. Oh, he, that was cold as well. Yeah, that was cold. That was cold. Yeah. And he's looking at he's looking at he's looking at the, his bench is like one. I just hit a three. You know, that's, I was like, <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? But like on the other hand, on the Step back, sir. Let's just step back. Come in. Let's, let's have a conversation. Let's have a conversation. Right? Why is it that? Why is it, why is it that um, when the money's on the line, you are always stepping back? Bro? We need you to step up. Like, we need you. Like, it, no, it is imperative that I see Mr. James Harden. That's like, why I, I always wanted Dame over James Harden. Always wanted Dame over James Harden. Because, and you know, I, we were having this conversation earlier. When your shots are not falling, even if you're not falling, you have a you have a reliable team like from like feet. They're giving you that shot every time. Go for it. And if it's if it's if it's that your coaching is not, and another thing is maybe the coaching is not helping him. I don't know, but sir, I need you to step up. Mm-hmm. Bottom line, yeah. On the on the Brooklyn side, I just need to see that what, what they become when they add like interesting comments from Steve Nash saying Ben Simmons hasn't even played one on one. Not talk of three on three. Not talk of five on five. Come play off. See, I don't want to get into Ben Simmons because he's not on the agenda for today. But mm. that was a big win for Brooklyn. And it just, I think it was a reminder, like, KD just told everyone, hey, I'm still here, bro. Like, I'm st- don't forget about me. I-, I am still here. And Kyrie put everyone on notice with a 50-piece the other day. He comes in, plays incredible defense on, on James Harden. And... Eventually scores a very efficient, I think it was 74 or something. Hold, like Max, Maxi is not ready to be a superstar. Like he's too young. This is his second year in the league. Yeah, nobody expects Tyrese Maxi to be a superstar. I expect Tobias Harris to be yeah, according so to the They expect him to be part of the big three, though. They expect, I expect they, 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 Tobias. I don't expect that from Maxi. I expect it from Tobias Harris. And I really I, thought I Tobias expect... Harris's agent was was the greatest agent of all time until I saw what Christian Kirk's agent did today. But I still respect what Tobias Harris's agent did, getting $184 million in today's NBA for a guy that doesn't I, show up every day. That's cool, though. For me, your, your, your thoughts. And here's the thing. The annoying part of it is Harden, as we've seen Harden go for a stretch, average 30 points in 30 games. Mm-hmm. That is, if you think about that, that is very hard to do mm-hmm. out of an 80-game stretch. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's not like Harden is not capable of producing. You know what I'm saying? It's just like when the money's on the line, I haven't seen him. And, and, and it pains me to it pains me to say it, to be honest with you, because I love his game. See, for me, it was just so, and we, we're going to move on from this now, but for me, it was just so irritating because most of his shots were hitting front rim, front rim, front. And you know something is wrong when your shots are hitting front rim. 
but it kept happening throughout the game, front of the room, front of the room, front of the room, front of the room. Like Embiid was literally on his own. I think he scored half of their points as a halftime. He had, he had no help from everyone. No other person was willing to step up. I've always, I would always call Tobias Harris out if nobody else is interested in doing it. Tobias Harris. No, to, to, no Harris and Embiid were the only ones that were there to ball that in. No, 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 Tyrese, no, for real. Tyrese Maxey as well. What are you doing? James Harden, you, he was one for 11 in the first half. One for 11 in a game where you, you just made KD right. Like, yeah, we made, it was a plus trading you. It's facts. For KD to say, um, yeah. For KD to say, yeah, I'm going to need some size and take Rudy Gobert over you in the All-Star game, and you don't come with the motivation to prove him wrong, and instead it's Kyrie that's locking you up. Man. I, I, I thought it was pretty interesting because um, after the game, I went to, like, Philadelphia fans' um, reaction. So, like, on YouTube, they have, like, pages where the fans will um, talk about the game. Mm-hmm. And I would, like, multiple Philly pages and um, there was a consistent theme. Like, there seems, even in the comment section, there seems to be some almost frustration because, obviously, Philly fans, we know that they don't they don't care. There seems to be some frustration with Harding. They think it's cringe, the um, PR videos he's releasing, like him running up the stairs because they said they think it's all PR just to the try one, and repair The it. one he released today was, I, I was so pissed. You know, he released one about yeah. the game so, um, that the he lost three. by 30 today. Yeah. Um, ridiculous so yeah, they're, they're like bro like you you have multi-million dollar facility why are you running up the stairs you can tear something you can <laughs> they're they they basically no matter what it does at this point they're looking at the negative which is quite interesting to me i wonder how long it will go before they actually start to boo this guy or go to his page because i, I went on his page today i saw a lot of even a james harding fan page told him bro i'm not gonna lie you need, you know BGN on on yeah you know, yeah, yeah 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 bro I'm not gonna lie you're 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 playing bad right now working it like it's it's starting to yeah. get to that level but quickly we have to move on from this what did this game tell you about both sides I just want a couple words Kevin and Kevin and Kyrie right are mm-hmm. the greatest are the best scoring duo in the league right now facts don't argue with that. No competition. On the Philly side no of things. Second. Huh? On the Philly side of things. On the Philly side of things. When the money's on the line, I'm not sure I can trust James Harden. I remember when, when they traded for Harden, I brought a list. Like if I had known, I would have won a suit and a tie just so I could be a lawyer and present a case against James Harden because I brought a list of everything he had done wrong in times when he needed to step up and he didn't. And I was saying to, I said to the effect that this puts him under the most pressure in the NBA to win a championship this season. And I just hope this is not a, 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 a picture of things to come, especially come playoff time when they need Harden to step up the most. Because if it is, then that's going to put a huge asterisk on his career. That's my takeaway from this game is I can't trust Harden in the big moments. And maybe KD is still the best player in the world, man. He, he, no, maybe he is still the best player in the world. And we forgot about Kyrie Irving, but he's reminding us like, yo, listen, I'm probably still the best scoring point guard in the league right now. The thing about Kyrie's game is like his ability to hit tough shots as well as create space just makes him one of the most unguardable players I've ever, I've ever seen in my life. Those, but that was my takeaway from the game. So what was your takeaway? Um, I have a few takeaways, but I'll make it quick. Um, on the Philly side, um, it just reminded me that a team that 
rely so much on free throws, they can't really go far, especially because there are some games that the refs might not call it. So what are they going to do at that point? Um, the yeah, two superstars rely heavily on free throws. And um, James Harden, obviously, his game is not really for winning. His game is for, like, um, stats, but it's not really for winning. And um, on the Brooklyn side, Kyrie and KD, they just reminded me that the way they get their buckets, when the offense breaks down, they can still get their bucket. They don't. Did really you see? Do you see the mid range and one when Kyrie was falling down and he hit it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was when I knew the, the Sixers were in for a long night. Yeah. So yeah, I just I just appreciate the way they get their buckets. Um, yeah, you can't you can't get a plan for them. You get what I'm saying? You can't yeah. like create a defensive strategy for them because you can't scheme defensively ball. for Kyrie yeah. and KD. Yeah. So um, but on the um on the other side. So yeah, I already talked about Philly. Mm. Um, and I also think they're not ready to... They don't have a reliable third option um, yet. Should be um, Tobias Harris. It should be Tobias Harris, but he's not consistent. Maxi is not ready yet. And yeah. And um, a, a lot of fans keep saying, oh, they're so glad Claxton is away from James Harden. Um, this other guy on, on Brooklyn, I forget his name. But they're glad away from Harden. I'm starting to wonder, like, how does Harden affect the teammates? Like, I don't think it makes sense because uh, James Harden got Clint Capella paid over almost a hundred million. Uh, yeah, when when Harden was on his MPP run last year, him and Jordan Claxton in the pick and roll was looking like it was unguardable. Like mm-hmm. Claxton was finishing at the rim, catching lobs with ease. So I'm not sure what the validity of the argument is. But they always seem to be happy when they're away from Harden. That's you know what I'm saying. I don't think that's the case. I just think people are reaching at this point. Like, Probably. yeah, he wasn't good enough. But like to say they're happier without James Harden, it's just not it for me. And um, obviously, we've spoken about Kyrie's 50 piece. You see, let me tell you, every week, and I'm tired of saying this, but every week I do not want to talk about the Lakers. I don't. I really don't. Like, I, I just want to erase them. I want to pretend like they do not exist. But they, somebody just goes and does something that just all of a sudden makes them relevant again. And we have to talk about them. And this week, it was LeBron James. It's not only LeBron. I love you in Westbrook as well. But go ahead. What, what did Westbrook do? Um, the last game... I would speak on that when it's my turn. Don't worry. But I have something to say about Westbrook in the last the game. The game against Houston... The game against Houston was like, if I had any last hopes for the Lakers this season, that effectively shredded any single hope I had. For for LeBron James to to blow up, to 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 pass up a wide open layup at the horn to win the game, like there was nobody on him, nobody guarding him, and he kicks out to Carmelo Anthony instead. I was done, bro. And then y'all want to tell me that's a go? I'm sorry, he's not top five, man. He's not top five. But for real, I... That <laughs> was top six display. <laughs> but for real, I, I was so upset because I feel like Russell should have gotten the ball. He had it going. He was the best player all night, offensively and defensively. Hung a 30-piece on Houston's head. Very efficient with it as well. Made all his free throws. Had only two turnovers all game. LeBron James had six, seven turnovers with like nine for 25 or some outrageous shooting stat like that. 
And he didn't show up. Let's just be honest. He didn't show up. And to pass up a wide open layup to win the game, I was upset. But then a couple of days later, he goes and get a goes and gets a 50 piece. And that's just the way it's been with LeBron. One good game, one bad game. But he's now leading the league in scoring. That's of recent, though. Like, he was elite earlier in the season, but recently he hasn't been consistent. But now he's leading the league in scoring. He's back? Yeah. As LeBron was leading after his 50-piece. Yeah, but Embiid scored 30-something their last mm. game, and LeBron mm. scored 30. And he, oh, Yeah, and then after thinking, oh, LeBron dropped 50, I think there's hope for this team. They go and concede 48 points to the Phoenix Suns in the first. See, if there's any indication of how far off the Lakers are from Phoenix, yesterday was that indication. To concede 48 points and 140 points, in 48 points in the first quarter, 140 points over the course of the game to a team without Chris Paul, it was just irritating to watch. No sort of defense. Offensive game is LeBron and inshallah. Russell Westbrook, you're getting paid $43 million to sit on the bench and complain about you being called Westbrook. Uh, Carmelo Anthony is just I don't know what he's doing there's a fellow sport Taylor Horton Tucker they should change his name to talentless Horton Tucker um, uh, Malik Monk bowled out for a couple of weeks and thought he had Damn. arrived he, he hasn't shown up since then Wayne Ellington has just been there to collect paychecks he should be a waiter like none Damn. of these Lakers team players are good enough none of them Damn. like this team is trash let's be honest Damn. they're trash you didn't rehearse those lines. No, did I'm, you just I'm, right I'm just that upset. I'm that upset with this Laker team. It's crazy. This thing. <laughs> yeah, I want to know what are your thoughts, man? Because for me, it was just another week of the Lakers showing everybody how trash they are. Justin, do you want to talk about your chief? Sorry. Yeah, um, I'd like to first talk about LeBron. LeBron is atrocious. And, um, <laughs> Damn. Um, yeah, you can you can um, put some patchwork scoring 50 points. I'm not impressed. Um, Damn. Now, when this coming from Bron's biggest fan. When you're scoring 50 and you're basically a liability on defense, I, I don't respect that. Like every fast break, <laughs> LeBron is like this. That's, I that's another down thing as well. LeBron is playing with such attitude, like. Like, I'm doing everything I can. Yo. What are you guys doing? Like, the game yeah. against Houston, Sengun was wide open. This man had enough time to drive to Turkey, order himself whatever donor pizza he wants, and drive back and still make that three. And LeBron was still looking at him, saying, uh, go on. Uh, driving to Turkey is crazy. Well, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, can't even turn this back on him. And then he's shocked when he hits the three. I'm like, what did you expect? You gave him 200 years. Give Dwight Howard 200 years. You hit a three, too. And um, in half-court um, defense, I noticed Braun likes to camp in the paint. So his he's, um, primary, like, um, the primary guys assigned to might scoot to, like, the three-point line. LeBron would not follow. LeBron would just camp in the paint, and the guy would be open. And he, he leaves a lot of scrambling situations where... This team is bad. The optic optic might not make it seem like it's someone else's fault. Meanwhile, it started with LeBron with the whole scrambling thing. So I I want to shed light on like LeBron needs to show up defensively. Um, Yes, LeBron LeBron has been going crazy some games offensively. And I think he's actively chasing that, uh, those those stats now. Because perfect example yesterday, scoring 31 points in three quarters. When you look at how we went, 
we were they were down or we were down. I don't even know at this point what the pronoun is. I don't know if we were we or they. So we were down like 30 points. The boy is still smiling when he's laying off. I even saw him at some point. He almost did his regular stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, he reached 10 assists yesterday as well. So I think yeah. all that's in his head right now is just that 40, 10, and 10. Like 40K yeah. points, 10K assists, I, I think 10K his, rebounds. His goal, he knows that it is right there at, at his fingertips to lead it, the, the league in scoring. And he wants to be able to have that record. Mm. So right, to be that. like at age 37, LeBron James has led the league in scoring. Then he will yeah. not, not quote it on Twitter and be like, humble hustle, hashtag the kid from Akron. They said I couldn't do it, but my mom, yeah. Oh, please. I don't respect okay. you leading and the league in scoring when, 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 when your team is seven games below 500. And, and lastly, um, when LeBron is frustrated, I can also point it to the fact that Westbrook does some things. Um, I saw a lot of plays, especially yesterday, where LeBron had a block, and then Westbrook took it down the court, and it was a wide-open layup, and he missed it. LeBron didn't hustle back on defense. So little <laughs> things like that. Like, there's no excuse. Yo, you should always go back on defense regardless. But it, it, it sort of discourages someone that, okay, that could have been an additional two points. And now... We're down 20. Every layup. point matters. Yeah. Every point matters, and you're this guy is the highest paid player on the team, and he can't even make a simple layup. So it, it could be f- quite frustrating. And I, I also see that the chemistry between LeBron and Westbrook is probably non-existent at this point. Because even when LeBron was scoring all the 50 points, and Westbrook is not there to like oh, like charge him and whatnot, like Westbrook would usually do. I feel you, like you it's just because I feel like Russ is like he he's giving up. Like, I don't think he's he's going to activate his player option to return to the Lakers or if he does no, 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 no. they're probably yeah, going it's, to it's, it's, I mean I mean I mean it's, it's 45 million that I don't think he's going to throw away 45 million like that especially no. without the um without the assurance that he's going to be able to get a long-term contract for more money elsewhere so I feel like he will um you know accept his player option and then look for a trade to go to another team but the, the, do you guys think sorry do you guys think Lakers should go for the playoffs or they should just not go for it because if they go for it of course first round getting bounced or they should just not go if, for they, it. So if they don't go for it they don't get their pick for this year either yeah but the optic would be or oh, another first round loss you get what i'm saying yeah but nobody cares like the Lakers are in a world of two losses right now you either go for the playoffs and get bounced in the first round or you lose your or you lose don't go to the playoffs get a good draft pick and eventually not be able to make use of that draft pick because it's someone else's in the trade and then um like i said for russell westbrook i just think he's still in his head right now i just feel like you know, to be fair, to be fair to him, to be very fair to him, a lot of the finger pointing at Russ this year has been unbearable. Like sometimes, like I've literally seen LeBron James and Anthony Davis lose to the, the Portland Trailblazers without Russell Westbrook. So when the Lakers are losing, like to point the finger at Russell every single game just doesn't make any sense to me. But the finger is pointed at you for a reason because you haven't been good enough all season. And that's facts. And he plays like he doesn't care. Some Sorry, he... He's playing like he doesn't care right now. And his press conferences, he acts like he doesn't care, saying uh, they can take the ass home if they boo. I mean, 
what do you expect? What more do you expect? Like, that's a man who's done with the institution. Like, that's a man who just wants to finish the season and find somewhere else to play where he can fall in love with basketball again. And that's just what I think it is with Russell Westbrook. But Femi, it's your turn. Well, um, and y'all trying to tell me that's a oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's not what? Imagine, com- imagine comparing someone's 37-year-old, he's 37-year-old, 19-year-old in the league, and you're using that to, like, talk about his, his good career. Like, that, that just even sheds more light that this guy is actually the... Anyways. Actually the what? Say it. I dare you to say it. Blasphemy is a sin. You're a Christian. Blasphemy is a sin. <laughs> <Are> we- <laughs> Let me go ahead. <laughs> If I throw this Gatorade bottle across the screen, don't, 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 don't. It's only your screen that will suffer for it. Okay. <laughs> okay. But anyways, when I saw, when I, I was at work, literally, you know, people were watching Braun go off for 50. And it was a quiet efficient. He was moving his head like his head with a bubble head, you know what I'm saying? Flexing his muscles. He was flexing his muscles and all that stuff. You know, <laughs> you know, moving like uh Mikhail. I'm mean, sorry, Michael Jordan. Kind <laughs> of, you know, trying to move like the original 23, that he's not. But um, if I've if you if you one thing I've noticed about the Lakers is their body language. Mm. Right? And as as disappointing as it sounds, it's six first. Ballot Hall of Famers. Six. At least four of them are on the top 75 NBA list. And one of them should have made it on the top 75. Over Damian Lillard. Yeah. Making it five players. You know what I'm saying? So they have that kind of potential on the That's crazy, you know, to have five of the top 75 players and be seven games below 500 with how many games to go is unbelievable. I think it's nine games now. Yeah. It's nine games. Nine games. So, so it's just you know, at first, you know, when I saw what was going on, I thought it was just let's just get through the regular season and get to the playoffs. Because guess what? We have this kind of, we have this kind of potential on our team. We know what it's like to be in certain situations. So if we get into the playoffs through the regular season, you know what I'm saying, we can turn it on, turn it on for the team that we're facing, you know, in the first round or whatever round that we find ourselves in. And that, you know, we just get through. I think I thought it was what was going on, was going through, was going through their minds or whatever. You know, but he ends up like if you watch the game against Phoenix, you see where Russell shoots the ball from like eight feet from the basket and it's like missing the whole thing. That's to show it's not like are you not <laughs> My friend always asks, are you not aiming? Hmm. You see that? You're, it just, you know what I'm saying? It just shows that the, there's that lack of, there's that apathy, you know, in, in the team. You look at LeBron, like, LeBron don't care. LeBron don't care. LeBron yeah. don't care. LeBron just wants his 30 and call it a night. Wins his wine, post on IG, post on Twitter. Lobos. I'm the social king, you know what I'm saying? And you just, you know, 
it's sad, you know, that it's the Lakers. It's Kobe's Lakers that you've seen it happen. You know, and even if Anthony Davis was on the team, he wasn't even having the same impact as he was having last season. Because last season, they were first in defense. These season, they should be bottom. They should be bottom. But I don't know if they're 17. You know, so it just shows the, the apathy, the, the lack of, like, you know, care. They don't want, they don't want, how does your, how do you, how does it, how does it feel hearing the point guard of your team saying that he never had any expectations going into the season? So why am I playing it? Facts. You know what I'm saying? So. Body language is your biggest issue with the Lakers. And the season is, but the season is practically over anyway. So five weeks ago was a true definition of what team, what type of team the Lakers were. They were not going to magically be repaired overnight. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's just for everyone to find a way to move forward. Russell Westbrook away from the Lakers. Find out what the Lakers want to do with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And yeah, bottom line, the Lakers are trash, still trash and will always be trash. Uh, moving on to teams that aren't trash, the Warriors won against the Bucks without Draymond Green last week. And yeah, it was a reminder to me, like, listen, for you, we get we haven't been playing well of recent, but come on. Like, he's still Steph Curry. He's still Clay Thompson. He's still the greatest Steph shooting backcourt. have court. a good game. He had, like, five points or something. He's still yeah. the greatest shooting backcourt. Got no? No? He had eight points. Three of eight seven. Eight points. How do you only take seven shots? Yeah, but it was all about Clay Thompson yeah, going Clay, out. Clay, Clay had 38, Clay, though. Yeah, yeah, Clay went off. I saw the other day, I think, I can't remember who the Warriors were playing against. And then someone said Clay came back as Duncan Robinson with an ego. And I'm pretty sure Clay saw that tweet. And he's like, no worries. I got this. Goes up for 38. Jordan and it Poole. became personal with me. Yep, exactly. Jordan Poole, like I'm saying, oh, yeah. A great player, like he's the probably the most underrated player in the league right now. Goes up for 30 alongside Clay, pretty efficient with it as well. 30 on 16 shots. Andrew Wiggins, 21 points. Kaminga off the bench gives them a lot of things that they need. Defense, you know, um, finishing at the rim, rebounding. He had 14 points, 11 rebounds the other game. Um, that game against the Warriors. So was that game more? You tell me more about the Warriors or more about the Bucks. The Bucs are just trying to get through the season right now. If you if 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 you if you watch them, I've I've, I've seen a couple of games where I know they they try their best every every time, you know what I'm saying? But when you when season is almost the regular season is almost over, we're five weeks away from the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. They are very comfortable in their seating. They are very comfortable with the kind of players they have. It's the same core over the last couple of seasons, you know. So it would just be to them, it's just another game, right? Here's my thing. From the Warriors' standpoint, right? From the Warriors' standpoint, I would say it was a it was a great game for them because guess what? It just it was a great reminder of the kind of system they have. It's man movement, ball movement. Meaning, it doesn't matter. They feed the hot hand. The hot hand is always going to get it. You know what I'm saying? Does it, you know, it, obviously, Steph is their best player, but they always try to feed the hot hand, which is was evident in how they try to feed Clay and yep. Paul. So um, it was a great regular season game, uh, but I just feel I feel like from the Bucks standpoint, after that game, they're probably saying to themselves, "It's just another game." When we get to the playoffs, you know, the East is the 
The East is the beast, man. We're the beast in the East. Here's my thing, right? I, we've been excusing the Bucks too much. Like, first of all, your defense is not what it used to be. Let's just be honest. Those seasons when they were winning 60 games, you know, even though it wasn't working out for them, and even as, as that last year, their defense is not just at the level it used to be. And who knows, maybe Brook Lopez coming back because he came back yesterday against, uh, I can't remember who he was. Who knows if Brook Lopez coming back is going to help them. But as of right now, their defense is not the same to me. Chris Middleton hasn't been good all season. How he made the all-star team is beyond me. Like, I still can't comprehend how Chris Middleton made the all-star team. But he hasn't been great all season. Yeah, he dropped 44 against the Suns, but that's about it for him all season. That's the only highlight he's had all season. Drew Holiday and Giannis have been really good this season. Bobby Portis as well. Grayson Allen, but, you know, I don't really expect much from Grayson Allen. Wesley Matthews doesn't, like, he, he's, he claims to hang his head, his head on the defensive end, but he's not that guy anymore. Like, this... The Bucs just haven't really impressed me in most of the big games they have played of recent. They lost, uh, they beat the Bulls by, I think, four. Dem- um, Demar was the only guy that played. Caruso didn't play. Zach Levine didn't play. And um, Precious Williams didn't play. Lonzo Ball didn't play, right? They lost to the Warriors. They lost to the Sixers without, when it was just Joel Embiid. Like, they haven't been convinced. They lost this. to the Nets with just Kyrie. They are exactly with just Kyrie, where Kyrie hung that 38-piece on them. They haven't been convincing in these big games. So why am I all of a sudden expected to believe that there's this switch that they would just flip when it comes to playoff time? That's a good you're, question. You're, you're probably right. I, I think the difference between Milwaukee before they won the championship and Milwaukee now is... Hunger. They, they know... They know they don't have to like chase regular season things anymore. You remember those years? They just finished first. They would kill it, and then the sixty wins. Yeah. Now you see, um, even from Yanis's um post, he would put build good habits. So they probably have a different mentality where it's just, oh, this um, even though would like to win, just let's build good habits, and it would translate in players. But my observation is <clears throat> that team relies heavily on Middleton's success. If Middleton has a bad game, Facts. the most likely will not win. Facts. When, he hasn't had good games all season. Yeah. When they were playing Brooklyn last players, all the games, we blew them out. Middleton was awful. Um, the game against... Terribly. Golden, the game against Golden State recently, he had 18.6 of 19 shooting. Um, Yanis is still going to be Yanis. He, he scored 31 points. But when they don't get... Middleton, when the um, offense is breaking down, it's Middleton. Hit the mid-range, get separation, do all of that. You remember against um, the Suns, Middleton had to be Middleton, even though Giannis did his thing. Even when Giannis was going off for 50, crunch time, they gave the ball to Chris Middleton where he made that tough mid-range shot. Yeah. So the key is, if you can shut Middleton up, like, it's peak for that team. And not really great. I would love to see what Brooke can bring to the team now because the addition of Brooke along with Ibaka, Ibaka had a good game against Golden State I and Portis. Portis had a rough game against Golden State as well, but they have a lot of big men that can shoot the three because all those three um, three big men can shoot the three. So, uh, they high level the, as well. Serge Ibaka can yeah. knock down those threes. As a Toronto fan, I will tell you right now. Yeah. And then Brooke Lopez made his... <laughs> like when Emily got to Brooklyn, I don't know. Emily got to Milwaukee. I don't know what flipped, but like he's been hitting those threes and Bobby Parker is shooting almost 40% from three this season. So I have to realize that Connington has been injured as well. So that's 
a, a reliable person for them. Off the bench, yeah. Yeah. So we, we would love to see what they are like when healthy. But as of right now, it's been underwhelming. Mm. For the Warriors, for me, like I said, it was just a reminder. Even though right now, the Phoenix Suns are the best team in the NBA, winning games. I looked at their record the other day. Those guys are 53 and 13. You know, a, a coach once said, you know a good team when you're able to crack 40 wins and not have up to 20 losses. They've cracked 50 wins and don't have up to 15 losses. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And, and what even like I can take away is with how crazy the Phoenix Suns are, the loss to the Toronto Raptors. And I was hoping that the, um, the, they would be the Toronto Raptors for the sake of Brooklyn, but Toronto Raptors... I anyway. mean, you can, you can never... You can't you can bet against the six, baby. You know how we do it over here, man. Femi, they don't know. They don't know, bro. They don't know. But, um, Maybe think I'd be tripping when I talk, man. That's why I don't talk. <laughs> I let my game speak. I let my game speak. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um, with... Um, yeah. Like I said, the word the game told me more about the Warriors than the Bucks, but it also gave me reasons to be concerned for the Bucks because the team had just hasn't been impressive to me all season, especially in those big, big games. And hopefully I'm wrong for Bucks for, for Bucks fans, but I'm the voice of reason. I'm usually never wrong. <laughs> um yeah, and this is a topic for me is not going to like. But the Dallas Mavericks just beat the hardest team in the NBA in the Boston Celtics yesterday. In, in the game where all the legends came. The big three. No, um, no, the big three. Everyone came. Kendrick was there as well. But before we get into the details of the game, i just like to say, um, do you know what I did when I saw Jalen Brown dunk on um, Maxi Kleber? Do you know what I did? I turned off my TV. If I was a fan, I would have stood up and left. Do you know why? why? Because when the police come and ask questions about murder, if you are there and you witness what happened, you will become an accomplice to the murders. I'm like, I'm not trying to get questioned. So I turned off my TV so there'll be no evidence against me and nothing. Because that man, Jalen Brown, went up with intent to murder and came down with a body bag. That's what he did. Mm, mm, mm. That's what he did. Put Maxi Cle- like, it, I- yo, that man had the forensics out there, bro. <laughs> Setting up tents and stuff like that, bro. Cleaver was in a because yo, tag, bro. there was body contact. That's intent. Exactly. That's exactly. Intent. In the court of law, they look at that replay and they say forensic defense. Like, like I said last week, I studied law, right? And for you to be liable for for a crime, you have to. There has to. There's this thing called actus reus and mens rea. Actus reus is the act of committing the crime, and mens rea deals with your intent to commit the crime. So you can't tell me Jalen Brown is not liable for all counts of murder with no defenses because he murdered Kleber, and going up, you could see he went up with the intent to kill him, and that's what he did. That's and then did. after after dumping his body in the he shook his accomplice in KG. KG. <laughs> his game is on KG now. <laughs> as an accomplice. But even after that, the Mavericks still battled back and ended up winning the game by three points against the hardest defense you know in the what, NBA. You know what I'm smiling on the Mavericks? 
Don't tell me about Spencer, bro. Do not tell me about Spencer Dinwiddie. My boy Spencer. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Tosin, honestly, what do you think about Mavericks? Do you, do you, what do you think they're soon in this? Do you consider them as true contenders? Do you see them potentially making the Western Conference Finals? Where do you think they're oh. going from here? I want to first point out something. Um, Boston Celtics, before the Mavericks game, their previous game, they had scored 114, 115, 126, 120, 107, 128, 129. So I just want to highlight what I said last week about defense. the Mavericks defense. Mm-hmm. When you're playing the best defense in the league and you're also able to stop them in order to make it a game where you still, you still give your ch- yourself a chance to win, you have to salute that defense. And I told you all about um, this guy binding to the defensive um, side of the ball now. Um, Luca. Luca. They're playing together as a unit. And Luca doesn't have to go for 40 anymore to win against a good team. That team is actually more. Yeah. I, I, like, like I was looking at the box score after the game. Jason Tatum has been going off recently. 7 of 23 for 21 points yesterday. Jalen Brown, 6 of 16 for about 14 points yesterday. Marcus Smart was yes. 4 of 12 for 15 points. Um, Derek White, 2 of 10 for 4 points at 5 points. Grant Williams, one of the hardest three-point shooters in the NBA of recent. He was 1 for 6, 0 for 4 from the 3 yesterday. It doesn't mm-hmm. happen by coincidence. That's defense. And Doncic was 8 of 16. And I'm not talking about the percentage here. I'm talking about the number of shots taken. You only yep. 16, 16. Shots. Remember, I had a problem with the amount of shots he was taking previously. Yeah. Dean really taking 14. Philly Smith, 11. Brunson, 12. This is a balanced offense now. And I'm very excited to see what, what their ceiling is because I think they can make a huge noise in the players. Um, I think they, they can make it to, to the conference finals. Because I think I, think I was about, about to say the exact same thing. I think they're still in the Western Conference Finals, to be honest with you. Yeah, when I think about the West, I, I think, okay, Phoenix and any other team is up for grabs. Like, there are good teams there, but it's up for grabs. Like, if Golden State should face Dallas, I wouldn't be shocked if Dallas should win. Yep, 1,000%. I know I hear you. 1,000, I, I, I hear you and I agree with you. Yeah. So, that's that's my takeaway. Boston is, <laughs> Boston is still Boston. They, they were bound to lose at some point, but they're still awesome. They're still amazing. They, they're still in this crazy in the East. Yeah, that but, game told me more about the Dallas Mavericks than the, it told me I've been sleeping on the Mavericks. Yeah. And I saw and I saw their ceiling to be a second round exit. But maybe I was wrong. Because mm-hmm. I said, like I said last week, this is the year Luca Franklin wins the first playoff, his first playoff series. But they right. could potentially be there, like they could still be there when you know the season is about to end. They could literally mm-hmm. still be there. Femi, I know you're about to praise your boy Spencer, but can we get your honest, unbiased opinions on the Dallas Mavericks? If you're capable. First of all, don't you don't you ask you guys locked up and won't let you out. <laughs> you guys are prisoners of the moment. Where are we talking about? He's done this for three years now. Wake, what wake, moment wake, are we being prisoners wake of? Up, wake up, you're prisoners of the moment. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's Look who's talking. You my know guy what's funny? I, I watch Skip every day of my life. But he himself is not as rude to Luca as Femi. <laughs> Femi, okay. please, what are your genuine thoughts on the Dallas Mavericks? Okay, see, okay, so um, I'm going to be honest today. 
I, I, I'm feeling, I wore green today for a reason. I'm feeling very greenish. <laughs> um, yesterday, I was just laying in bed. I was like, I looked at the score. I said, hey, Celtics and Mavs are playing. I've actually never said to myself, let's watch. I'll look at see what he Let's see what he is about. Correct? Mm-hmm. KG's retirement too, more, much more motivation. Hmm. And you can see by the end of after the Celtics had all the momentum. They are going into KG's uh, jersey retirement with such high, you know, momentum. There's vibes everywhere, good vibes at all. Only for my boy Spencer to pull up at halftime and just say, guys, it's okay. Let look at doing I'm gonna be ready. I just like you to know? say before you continue, the Boston Celtics should never retire anybody's jersey again because they lose games. Remember the last time? Remember when Paul Pierce got his jersey retired? Remember what LeBron did to him that night? Yeah, and they yeah. probably thought to themselves, "Say, hey, oh, let's find you know a game we could possibly win, so right. the, the vibes would be good." And then Luca comes in and is like, Mm-mm, "Not today, homie. Not today." What do you mean, Luca? Did Sorry, you see Spencer, that M- Spencer. Did Spencer. you see that M one by Spencer <laughs> in the fourth quarter? Yeah, that M one was What do you clutch. think the ceiling for Dallas Mavericks is? Literally, I, I, I just think it's a second round exit. I don't see a Western Conference appearance. I don't uh, see a Western Conference. I don't see a Conference Finals appearance. The teams, the two teams, the the top two teams, right? Basketball IQ wise are way will kill the Dallas Mavericks. Say they meet the Memphis Grizzlies in the second round. In, if they ex- meet the Mem- in the Memphis Grizzlies in the second round, I trust the coaching staff way more than um, look, the Look at the staff. job Jason Kidd has done, though. Look at the look job. At, the, listen, all at, this talk about the Boston Celtics, the mm. Dallas Mavericks have won more games and lost less games. No, they by yesterday they had similar records yesterday. No, I know what you I know what you mean. But here's the thing: the Memphis Grizzlies, you did not see them coming, and it's trust me, it's not just but trust like me. I didn't see the Mavericks coming the way, especially on the defensive end like this. But they're the sixth to fifth seed. No, I think no, they're the, they're the fifth, and they have the same record as Utah Jazz. And they um, if they beat Utah Jazz, at the I think fifth seed. Okay, they play, so they play Utah Jazz, I think. If first, they beat, right? They'll, 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 they'll be fourth. Yeah, yeah, they, no, yeah, they'll play Utah first. Yeah, they'll play Utah first. I don't see the Utah Jazz are pretenders. You know, fool me one time, Jim. Yeah, I would never buy into their stocks or anything. I, well, we never saw, we never saw what the Memphis Grizzlies are producing right now in the West. You know what I mean? When you are when you are mentioning when you are mentioning your top eight teams in the West at the beginning of the season, you did not have Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that doesn't mean automatically they're better than the, the, the Dallas Mavericks, though. I know, and you have the Mavericks. You probably have the Mavericks before because you guys have said Luca was a darkest MVP, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But now that now that we've seen how we watched it play out. Luca, Luca can be trusted in the clutch because yes, he may have tied the uh, he may have tied the game. I shot, but Spencer Dinwiddie hit the biggest shot. 
You know what? Uh, it's fine. No problem. <laughs> I agree with you. I agree with you. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Um, still sticking on the Boston Celtics. Who would you say is more favorite to win the East between the Boston Celtics and the Chicago Bulls? It's one answer and one answer alone for me. It's the Boston Celtics. They're just a far better team, in my opinion. Um, I don't know that. I don't think they have a better coach, but they have a way better defense. They, they have Jason Tatum. 6-9, playing some of the best basketball he ever played. Jalen Brown hangs his head on the defensive end. Robert Williams, I'm not sure about him being a top 10 center in the NBA, but he does his thing defensively. Al Horford has been a big addition for them. Grant Williams has been looking like Clay Thompson of recent. Derek White was a great addition for them. They're just a, they, I just trust them more, even in a series where they will face each other. I trust the Celtics more than I trust the Chicago Bulls. Plus, the Chicago Bulls are 0-14 against playoff teams in the not playoff team sorry the top five seed or something in the top teams in the east anyways so I, I i i genuinely think if i was to pick one of the two to win the east it'll be the boston celtics so soon um it's quite tricky for me because i haven't seen a lot of games where chicago were the team was fully healthy um caruso just came back and um, is Lonzo is Lonzo back? I yeah, he'll be back. He'll be back for the playoffs, though. Okay. And um, I Levine Levine isn't playing right now, is he? No, he's back. Zach Levine is playing. Okay. So I haven't really seen too many games where all of them are on the court at the same time. Beginning of the season, that was when it happened, and we all know what their record was. It did beat the Cleveland Cavaliers the other day, though. Which is a huge win. Which is yeah. a huge win. Um, their last game, Levin actually didn't play. He has left yeah. his own, yes. Oh. Um, so, DeRozan and Caruso, I mean, Caruso is back. But then, as soon as Caruso go back, um, Zach is in there. So, you get what I'm saying? So, it's difficult. But if but there's no continuity. Healthy, yeah, if everyone is healthy, to be honest, I think Chicago has a chance to win. You reckon? Why do I, why do I say that? Because who would I trust more between Zach Levine and... Um, the guy on Boston, what's his Jalen name? Brown? Brown. Jalen Brown. I trust Zach Levine more. No, but Zach Levine doesn't play defense like Jalen Brown, though. I, I yeah, I, I get that. But you don't need Zach Levine to play defense. You you need like other guys. They have defensive guys on that team. I trust Jason uh, Tatum more than I trust. Oof, that's tough. Jason Tatum and Demar, I would say they cancel each other out, especially in this in the player series. But between these second superstars, I would go with Zach more, especially putting up points. And they have, they have like. I mean, I've seen Jalen Brown go for fifty this year. No, no, I, I, I'm, I'm fully aware of that. But Zach can also go for that. Um, I, they have like a Caruso who is exactly like Marcus Smart. Uh, for me, he's like Marcus Smart. He's intelligent. Marcus Smart is better though. Yeah, I mean, is it also? No, um, no, no. Smart is Caruso is more perimeter defense. Marcus Smart can defend the the. Chris Smart can lock any guard in the league up. Well, I think the addition of Tristan Thompson is also um, really good for them. Um, Why? Kobe, They're not doing Hollywood Kobe. shows. They're playing basketball. Kobe, Kobe White, is um, him being back is good for them. Derrick Jones has been good. So, um, Patrick Williams, I, I, he's I don't think right he's going to play this season. I don't think he's going to play this season. He's been out the whole year. Okay. 
Um, but yeah, I just think Lonzo Ball coming back, we, we've missed Lonzo Ball for a while now, so it's, it's unfair to, to judge them. So you're going with like, the Chicago Bulls? Yeah, in the close one. Tos, Femi, what about you? Boston Celtics, green, white, green, and I'm wearing their colors right now. And it's, uh, it's, 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 um, what's the word? I put them in my top, uh, put the Bulls in the top five. And, and right now I'm taking them off because the Boston Celtics have a better core and that core has lasted longer. That core has actually reached the conference finals before at a younger stage. So they're bound, they've reached a two conference finals actually, I might add. Yeah, they're bound to make a next step very soon. So they're about to at least make these playoffs a little bit more competitive, is what I'm going to say. Mm. So you know, if they don't of... make it out the East, you know, uh, they're going to at least make it competitive this year. Yeah. So you reckon the Celtics better than the Bulls? Than the Bulls, yes. Okay. Yes. I agree with you. Totally agree. I can't argue with what Tosin said, but I just lean towards the Boston Celtics. And still sticking on great teams, like as we've been raving on about them, the Phoenix Suns, 53 and 13 record on pace to win 60 games or more, almost 70 games. Yeah, almost 70 yeah, games. Almost 70. almost 70 games. Um, the Boston Celtics, I mean, the Phoenix Suns, without a doubt, are the best team in the NBA. No, like, there's no arguing about that. But do you see them as the favorites to bring home the Larry O'Brien? Do you see them finally bringing a trophy back to the desert, given the fact that Ooh. the Suns and the Phoenix Suns? There is a chance, but I think the best team from the West, I'm sorry, the best team from the East is better than the best team from the West. And the best team from That's- the East is... I don't know, but whoever comes out from the East, I think will definitely be the... So you don't think they should be the favorites? I don't think so. I think if they face a Brooklyn, Brooklyn would win. If they face a Milwaukee, Milwaukee would win. Um, I don't know about Brooklyn, though. I mean, if Brooklyn is able to come out from the East, that means they have everything figured out. You have to Devin Booker is a man possessed right now. He is. He is. I'll give you that. But... Crazy Devin They don't Booker. play defense Crazy like Kyrie Phoenix. They don't play thinking? defense like Phoenix does. You don't know that. Kyrie can Brown. only play half the games. They have four rounds, too. But, but have Ben Simmons by then, too. You got to no. remember this. I don't, I, don't no. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. If Ben Simmons is going to handle the ball, come... Clutch time. They're putting him on the free throw line. No, not clutch time. Like, how can we have Kyrie and KD and Ben Simmons? Be able to I'm just clutch? saying, bro. Like, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't favor Ben them Simmons. Is going to play our center position clutch time and play the Drummond position. I wouldn't favor the them over the, over the Suns, though. I'm just saying. The I'm just think? letting you know that Ben Simmons is looking Booker. You see, I wish, I wish Harden showed up because you won't be talking the way you're talking right now. But it's cool. Everyone has their day. Femi, what do you think? Uh, sorry. Um, the Phoenix Suns, the Phoenix Suns, the Phoenix Suns. No, they're not contenders. No, I mean, they're not contenders. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I didn't mean. To, I didn't mean to do that. Force of habit. I don't think they're the favorites to win it all. Right? Why? 
because, um, like Tosin said, you know, they have the best, the champion in the East. The beast is in the East. So you're taking you know, Milwaukee? I'm taking the, the Milwaukee Bucks are somehow, some way, Bucks are running back this year. Somehow, some way. I don't see it happening. I, here's the thing. I think they're the favorites to win it all. But it depends on the type of Chris Paul they're getting back. If he was healthy, it'd be a show banker for me, like their favorites. But I don't know how he's going to come back. I don't know how that injury is going to impact him. I don't know if he's going to be able to go for 41 like he did against the Clippers in the closeout game six in the Western Conference Finals last year. But if they get a healthy CP3 back in the playoffs, because their first round, they're probably going to get a Laker team or or the um, Collins and Towns team. What are they called? That trash team. The Minnesota Timberwolves or or the Pelicans, one of those teams. So what's wrong with you, bro? So it, it's probably gonna be a sweep for Why them. Why so hostile? It's probably gonna be a sweep for them. And then um second round, where the heat turns up, CP3 hopefully will be healthy and in full effect at the time. They're a team that's well coached offensively, defensively, have the best floor general in the NBA. Devin Booker is a man possessed right now. Jay Crowder is always a valuable piece on any team he's on. DeAndre Ayton, rebounding, you know, blocking shots, protecting the rim. Um, pieces of the bench in Cameron Payne, Cam Johnson, Landry Shamet, uh, Tory Craig. Like, I, I, I think the Sun should undoubtedly be the favorites to win the chip at this point. You have to understand that when it's players' time, that core is going to shrink. They're not going to play everyone from the bench. They're probably going to Oh, Cam Johnson is going to see minutes. Cameron Payne is going to see minutes. Sorry, Craig is going to see minutes. We'll, we'll, we'll see. All, I, all I'm just saying is... I, I remember wait, last wait, year. Don't, wait, wait don't, don't forget Brooklyn Bench. We have uh, Aldridge, mid-range assassin. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, so I, I, I think the Brooklyn Nets should be the favorites to win the chip the in the whole Nets. of the NBA. Sorry, not the Brooklyn Nets. Hell no. They're not favorites in the East. The Suns should be the favorites to win the chip in the whole of the NBA. And then we have now come to a segment, the biggest winners and losers. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I just, I just want to stick on that. Kyrie and KD versus oh Chris God. Paul. Chris Paul and Booker. You're picking Chris Paul. Of- <laughs> it's not about the duels, though. It's not about the duels. Bro, at the end of the day, when is when is um playoff type? The Suns, listen, when, the Suns wait, wait, wait. are a better team than the Brooklyn Nets. True. Or wait, false? wait, uh, wait, wait. Let, let, let me let you know. In the finals, when everything is tight, you have to remember. Like even you remember Golden State versus I the Cavs. I saw Devin Booker in the finals last year. Wait, wait, listen, dude, listen. Um, um, Cavs versus Golden State. When everything broke down and it was time to get a bucket, it's not about. Oh, uh, what can your um, coach draw? It's no longer about that. Yeah, but they've got CP3, floor general. All right, man. Okay. You, you can move on to the next segment. Still same guy, fam. I don't have to agree with you on everything. <laughs> but we can disagree on our biggest winners and losers of the week. So you go first. Who are, who's your biggest loser of this week? Can you come back to me? Let me. Uh, please don't say Westbrook. 
as in the team, the Lakers as always. Yep. Big standard. Fat L. They deserve Capital L for Los Angeles. Capital L for Lakers. Capital L for Los. Player. Um, I won't even say Russell. Like um, at the end of the day, when your leader in LeBron, you know, doesn't really give a damn, it rubs off, right? So I won't give it to him. You're giving so, who? My biggest loser will be James Harden. Yep, that's my biggest loser as well. Um, I, I, I am absolutely disappointed. I am irate. Disappointed. I told him, don't laugh at my disappointment. He knows he's, he's like, I told y'all. Told y'all. Y'all will listen. I hate that. Wipe that smirk off your face, fam. Look at him. <laughs> Look at him. Um, um, okay, my, my, oh, do you want to say your biggest winners? No, no, no. Next, uh, he has to go now. For- oh, my biggest loser is definitely James Harden. As a team, it's probably going to be the Lakers because there's no other team that deserves to be losers aside that team. Like the L- Los Angeles Lakers stands for losers. They should change it to Los Angeles Lakers. Dang okay. Okay. Um, my biggest losers would be um, Philly. Why? Oh, please. Um, you need to stop pushing this agenda, fam. Like, come on, bro. Let, 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 let me tell you why they're the biggest losers. Do. Um, when you have a date circled, I mean, the Lakers are who they are at this point. We, like, I'm not surprised by anything. You have yes. a date circled on your calendar. There is a lot of story around this. There's bad blood. There's all these, like, the storyline was made for this. And you, come up and you don't show up and you lose by that much. Yeah, I, I yeah, think that's fair. Biggest, that's fair. That's my, fair. For player, would definitely be James Harden. Yeah. My biggest winner of the week. It was a beautiful thing to see Ray Allen and KG embrace after years, fam. Like this beef has lasted for so long, and for it to finally come to an end, that KG's just retirement was just everything for me. Like that literally pulled a smile on my face when Paul Pierce came to join him, and it's like, oh, the big three is finally you know, back on good terms. And so for me, that was like, there's not necessarily a biggest winner, but that was like my biggest win of the week. Like that was the best thing for me to see as a basketball fan, because let's be honest, that 2008 Celtics team, they played great basketball, great basketball. Ray Allen, KG won defensive player of the year. Paul Pierce, Shaq called him the truth for a reason. And Ray Allen is top five in threes for a reason, right? So these are all great players. And for them to have the type of relationship they've had of recent, because Ray decided to go to Miami, was a bit messed up, especially because they won the chip. They didn't even invite Ray Allen to the 10-year reunion in 2018 when they were celebrating. So for me, for that beef to finally come to an end and see Ray and KG embracing and Paul Pierce joining them later on, that was just the biggest win of the weekend for me. Um, For me, I would say um, Kendrick Perkins. Um, when I what? When I see my guy on ESPN... <laughs> all decked up, sweating, huffing and puffing, talking about I would like to apologize to Kyrie Irving <laughs> because he played defense. I'm like, for me, he's the biggest winner because he finally saw the light and he said from now and henceforth, 
I would never slander Kyrie. He's going to come at you for that. <laughs> he can. He said, I would never slander Kyrie again. For me, that's the biggest thing. When you see like your biggest hater that's always huffing and puffing and can't pronounce nothing. Yeah, it was. It was Amber. Okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Femi, your biggest winner of the week. For me, uh, both points are both points are very I can I would tend to agree with, with both points, but for me personally, Kevin. Mm. Kevin. Mm. That was I just loved I just love his energy sometimes. His form he, he was ready for that game on Thursday. He was ready. He was Bro. ready. He, it was like he rolled out of bed and he's like, yo, I'm going to feel it tonight. You know, you yeah. know when, you know that meme where the guy is sleeping on half of the bed and the clothes are on the other half? That's how Kevin K- K- I think that's how Kevin K- 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 night before. Night before. Absolutely. He's been on the mission. You saw when he scored on Fournier and was like this, you're too yeah. Bro, apparently he spoke in French as well to tell him you're too little in French. <laughs> <laughs> Told him you're too small in French. What? Yeah. No, I, I love how KD is embracing being the villain of this league. Man. I, I'm here for every minute of it. I love it. You said, KD, you don't go back from an injury. You played a lot of minutes. He said, I would, let me die on the court. I'm Did like, he have damn. 53 minutes? He had 53 points yesterday, right? Yeah, he had 53 yeah. points. 53 against the Knicks. The Knicks will always be my losers. They are always but, losers. We shouldn't even... We should change it. No problem. Let me not go off again. But the thing is, sometimes watching championship basketball, for me, is just like... It's rhythmic. That's it's, music. It's that's hurting. that's like visual aesthetic. Mm. That's therapeutic. Just seeing the magic. Yeah, but we can't talk about biggest winners of the week and not give a shout out to Clay Thompson after hearing yeah. everything about his injury to go off for thirty eight against the reigning defending NBA champions was a sight yeah. to behold, and I'm very happy for Clay. But yeah, um, I think that's about it. Unless Dustin has anything to deliver. Um, I, I just want to say Philly are playing Nuggets right now, and it's very interesting to see Jokic versus um, well, and what Harden is, is, going, is going to be able to do. But yeah, I want y'all to be on the lookout. Please watch Philly games. Please, I do even watch if, Philly games though. If, even even when they win, watch James Harden and his contribution. Don't you get what I'm saying? And remember, y'all hope you. I said y'all owe me an apology. At the end of the season, you will be apologizing for different reasons. No problem. The playoff episode is coming soon. You'll see. Um, Announcement. Uh, We will be on hold for two weeks because I will be traveling to the UK on Wednesday for... They don't have Wi-Fi in the UK. (laughs) (laughs) Why why would you go at this internet like that? What's What's wrong wrong with you, you, bro? What's wrong with you? Leave his yeah. 5G network out of this, Thank bro. Thank you, fam. Thank you. Well, yeah, I will be going to the UK for my graduation and I'll be spending about two weeks. So, congratulations. Congratulations, man. Thank you. Oh, Listen, you. I don't want your congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you. Congratulations. Happy. Congratulations to you. But yeah, thank you guys for listening to another 
episode. So the Highline podcast on Wednesday will be the last podcast for will be the last episode for another two weeks. But yeah, thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Courtcast. As usual, I've been your voice of reason. It's a pleasure delivering you these hits every week. Thank you for coming back on the show, Tosin. Thank you for. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for some of your reasonable takes thank you for coming back on the show Femi I hope one day you come across God and decide to be truthful when it comes to Luka Doncic but regardless thank you for your time and presence Ooh. on the show <laughs> go find God <laughs> regardless thank you for your time and presence on the show we hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it check us out on Instagram, Twitter all podcast streaming platforms give us a follow tell a friend to. you guys should just you know Tell a friend to toasting you. Tell a friend about me. Tell oh a friend, tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell their mother, to tell their daughters, to tell their uncles, to tell their aunties, to tell their pastor, to tell their herbalist. Oh my god, to, to listen to the, to listen to the court. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode. We'll see you in the next episode. Thank you and good night. It's a slam time production.